Guten Morgen, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. I didn't have an opener, so I just went German. It's your boy Adam Pecora here. This is Requiem for a Tuesday. Welcome. How are you? Hope you're good. That's great. Episode 71 in full effect. Here we are. It's great to be here. I'm excited. Got a little, got a few things to get into. You know, you know, you know. But first, we plug, we plug, we plug. Comedy comes in threes. That's how that works, right? Uh, right, review, subscribe to this show on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you like. Stitcher, Google, do it all. YouTube. Uh, still got the video special. That's not going anywhere ever. Episode 55, live from New York. Got Wolf X Home Invasion, full EP with visuals on the RFAT YouTube channel. You can get both of those there. Uh, if you just want to listen to the music in general, we got that as well. In plenty of places. Apple, Spotify, Bandcamp. That's about it. There, it's, it's in other places, but, you know, stick to those for those. Be normal. Uh, <laughs> Multiplex, again, I'm going to keep talking about it. Not going to stop talking about it. Album is coming out. Hint. Early October. It'll drop. More details to come, as I've been saying. Slow rollout. Not really. I just don't want to. I just like wanted to start talking about it early. It's kind of just what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, all linked in the description below. We got links to everything. There's merch as well. Offat.bigcartel.com, and you can hit us up on the emails. Offatpodcast uh, at gmail.com. And I think that's it. I don't know. But either way, you know, check out the stuff. We got lots of stuff. Check out Justice's stuff. You can get there through his shit, through my shit, I'm sure, in some way. Definitely. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, so here we are. What are we doing today? You might be wondering. I don't really know. See, I'm kind of in a weird space at the current moment. Uh, feeling a little dizzy, not literally, but I'm trying to, basically I'm I'm mixing some things, mixing my weeds with my caffeines here and, uh, one's hitting and the other isn't, uh, you can tell which one by my lack of focus. (laughs) So I got to slam this yerb. We'll get things back on track. Um, Eventually. <laughs> Not right there. You thought I was maybe going to pause and resume? No, 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 no. We're going to work our way towards it. First things first, I wanted to get in to the Jeopardy drama. Because who would have thunk, right? Now, the whole time, I'm fingers crossed. I hope it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, If you're living under a fucking rock, also, Alex Trebek died. So deal with that if you're just finding that out. Uh, <laughs> and they've been doing the guest host thing for whatever. The search is finally coming to an end. I want it to be Aaron Rodgers, even though. Well, so here's the thing that bothered me about sports 
people for a couple weeks when, especially when Rogers was talking about leaving and they're like, oh, he'll just leave and host Jeopardy, blah, 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 blah. That was the thing that was initially said, right? And then there were reports like, oh, the way Jeopardy taping works, he can totally do both. So, like, he doesn't need to quit football. Right? So, like, whether he's in Green Bay, not in Green Bay, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? So, why are we pointing this out? So, then a bunch of people started pointing that out. And then that just went away because that narrative was no fun, basically. And they're like, yeah, he's just going to leave Green Bay and go host Jeopardy. And, like, I guess I get that he still could leave Green Bay and go host Jeopardy. But they're not, like, one in the same. And the point is, he could have gotten what he wanted, gotten out of Green Bay, and still gotten to host Jeopardy with his new team. So it just bothered me. Like, why do you guys all like to say the same thing? It's just like, we've been down the road of the end of media for a long time now, but does it take any skill or talent to be a writer, quote unquote? I don't think there, I don't think it does. Because you just write whatever the agenda says to write. So it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like an AI bot could come out with an article about anything nowadays and all you have to do is tell them like what buzzwords you need to hit at what points i do love those bots that write like seth rogan movies though those are sick we can keep those going but i mean just like really what is the point of just regurgitating the same garbage over and over again how many fucking guys am i gonna hear say that aaron Rodgers is gonna quit the packers and go host jeopardy just shut up anyway So he's not going to go host Jeopardy, which is a bummer. But I also did think he'd be good at it. Like, that is part of it, too. Like, I like Jeopardy. And one, just them saying how much he cares is cool. And, like, him preparing. Because it's like, dude, that's an NFL quarterback. Like, nobody's more prepared, ideally, ever. Maybe a pilot. You know, whatever. But... And you know he like he he's, you know if he wasn't on the Packers I'd hate him a lot less. I still don't like him. He's smug and all that, and he's not that great at, when it comes down to it. Like historically, one Super Bowl. What are you gonna do? Look at those regular season stats. So what? You know what I mean? Doesn't mean anything. That's what we've decided. So that's just how it is. But it's also you, the truth is just watching him torch. The entire league, let alone just the Bears, but from within this division has just been a fucking nightmare. You know, I thought I hated Brett Favre. He wasn't even that good. (laughs) You know, in comparison. Christ. Caffeine still isn't kicking in, folks. I'm getting there. Don't worry. You know, and then the rumors were like, oh, well, he's going to lose it out to LeVar Burton. And it's like, if he's going to lose it out to anybody, let it be LeVar Burton. Because, like, what's he even been doing? One, I hope he's doing okay. I don't know if the PBS shit is just a life gig. I don't really know. Once you grow out of it, you know, it's, like, forgotten. Um, But LeVar Burton's the man. He was great on Community when he did the thing as himself. And it was, you know, that was a ton of fun. 
I mean, it, literally, if you told me as a kid that, like, he hosted Jeopardy also, you know what I mean? Like, a game show of any kind. Like, I, I really couldn't think of anybody better suited. Like, when that name came up, it was like, oh, fuck, Aaron Rodgers is gonna lo- isn't going to get it anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Regardless of what any reports are saying, the second LeVar Burton gets on it, it's like, oh, this man is, like, tailor-made for this. You know, my only thoughts were like, you're going to replace Alex Trebek with a guy who's got to be like 60 something years old. You know, I guess not that he still couldn't do it for 15, 20 years. In a best case scenario, but like it would be cool to get a dude who's like, you know, who could do it for 40, just like Trebek again. And it's just, so that I do think maybe Aaron Rodgers will get it like post football. They don't want, like, an active player. Because, you know, too much could happen. It's a weird liability thing, I feel like, on either side. I, I Maybe I just like football that much that I'm like, let's get a football player um, to do more stuff. Because I don't know why. I'm, I was really rooting for him to get it, even though I dislike him in many ways. You know, as a player as a guy kind of but that you know again that's just because of the team he's on it's not actually a real thing but also like you know a little that diva shit i'm just not into that not like my boy justin anyway so then they announced that it's fucking that i don't even know how to say her name so i'm not gonna butcher it but the the nerdy lady from Big Bang Theory, Miam, Miam. I don't know how to say her name. See, I said I wasn't going to do it, and then I tried to do it anyway, and I, I feel bad. Kinda. I mean, I don't, but you know what I mean. Anyway, so they announced that it's her, and then just like some guy. What's this guy's name? Mike Richards? Let me double check this. So I'm not just saying the wrong guy's name the whole time, because I feel like... That could really be a thing. Yeah, Mike Richards. Okay. So, I'm like, who the fuck? What? <laughs> you know, this guy won now. I literally pretty much other than LeVar Burton and Aaron Rodgers, I don't think I knew of any other person that even guest hosted, let alone was in contention. In my head, the whole time, it was a two-man race, and that wasn't the case anyway. So... Uh, I wasn't all the way tuned into this, but regardless, the second it was announced as those two people, I immediately was like, what the fuck? Um, mostly at the chick, not the dude, which I'm going to, I'm going to get to both. Obviously the dude is the way more compelling story, but it's just like, oh, what? Cause she played a nerd. And then like, I actually remember reading this a long time ago like she was a she's like a a crazy scientist in real life i dropped a thing if if you heard that sorry uh she's like does crazy science stuff in real life as it is already i believe so she is like a smart lady fair but it's like you're gonna typecast her in real life you know what i mean she's like supposed to be herself i don't know she obviously agreed to it so it's not like She's against that, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, where did this come from? 
We're supposed to have these easy breezy LeVar Burton types. We're trying to redo the Trebek here. We're trying to one-up the Trebek. You know, if... Hmm, I was going to say if Alfonso Ribeiro wasn't, didn't already venture into the game show world, he would have been an easy candidate. But he's already, like, soiled that market. I feel like it does have to be somebody who's kind of new to the game. Somebody exciting. I think I just also really want to be the guy who's like, I got a name. And then everybody's like, oh, shit, you know what? That would be good. But I really just can't come up with one. You know, Morgan Freeman, sure, that's easy. But that's just not even realistic. I don't know. Anyway, so I didn't think it was going to... So, like, they're just like, it's this chick. I'm like, okay, that sucks. Then, you know, you find out that she's just doing, like, the prime time ones, which is almost never, I think. Either way, I'm not trying to watch them, like, in prime time, during prime time, anyway. Especially now that they've been putting it on Netflix and Hulu and shit. It's like, this is the superior way to watch Jeopardy. No ads? The ads are brutal in Jeopardy. I just want the trivs. So it's like, okay, whatever. And then immediately, you know, as as it goes with anything always, there's this article of, like, how the lady from the Big Bang Theory has a history of, like, now, I'm not taking this seriously when I say this, but, like, this was the headline that I saw. It was, like, that she has a history of, like, disbelieving Me Too movement people or whatever. And it was, like, this lady doesn't sympathize with Weinstein victims or, like, something crazy. And it's like, she has a history of blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, how does she have this history? Where is this history? How did we not know about it? Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy how these are like unearthed revelations when it's like, did you get it from a public thing? Because it's not news. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, we did some research, and in this day, she said this. Like, where did she say that? In an interview that was published? It's like, well, nobody reacted because it doesn't matter. Clearly. But then you compile all these things together, and it's like, oh, look how bad this looks. No, I didn't even click on it, so I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she's like, you know, Harvey's innocent. Maybe she said that. But probably she didn't. So I'm going to assume that she didn't. You know? That's just how odds work. I'm going to take my chances there. But like the other, I mean, it's just, and it's just like, why can't it just be like, fuck her. (laughs) I hate this decision. Like, why can't we just go back to flaming people? Just flame her. You know, you hate it? Roast her. Why does it have to be like, oh, actually she's bad. No. Maybe, you know, but either way. That's not why you looked into it. You looked into it because you wanted to find a thing because you didn't like it. So just say you don't like it. Stop trying to be a rat. Everybody's such a fucking rat. You know, you shouldn't shouldn't be narking on people. Anyway. So the Mike Richards thing then gets way out of hand. And I... I hadn't even been keeping up with it really and then I started to hear a little bit about it 
over the weekend because that's when it all just recently popped off. Um, I believe on Friday, the 20th, he resigned, which is like, how often are people resigning in like such short notice of getting jobs or like how soon after an article was posted? It is pretty wild how the pressure just works. Now, in full clarification, this Mike Richards guy, total scumbag, completely worthless, um, doesn't have any qualification to do this job, never should have gotten this job, and I do not have his side at all. So I just want to clarify that because we're going to get into how terrible this fucking dude is in a second and how just annoying the whole scenario is and that it could have been avoided but somehow wasn't. It's actually kind of impressive. I just want to say, like, in this article that I read on The Ringer, which may have been a significant part in the thing, in, like, shedding light to this whole thing. So, this guy was, like, the head searcher, producer guy who was, like, I'm looking for candidates. He was the showrunner. He was doing everything for the thing, for Jeopardy. And he's now the host. And everybody's like, wait, what the fuck? And basically, he manipulated his way into giving himself the job through a series of plenty of conniving and shitty tactics, including while running the show, you know, being biased and telling the guest host, like, maybe the wrong info, like, bad pointers, bad direction, um... You know, things like that. Or backstage, something similar. uh, Sending out specific things for market research. You know, to make him look better and get better feedback and other people look worse. Just like a bunch of crazy shit that led to them being like, all right, we'll give it to you, I guess. And it worked. And that's a crazy scheme. And schemes are hard to come by. So it's pretty impressive that he got as far as he did. But it's also just like super shitty and super shady. Especially like such a high profile thing where it's like it definitely shouldn't be you dude. And like you should know that. So having said all that. It just bothered me that in this article they still found the need to be like. He had a podcast, and on this podcast, look at all the things he said. And it's just like, when you just print, like, I don't know what happened on this podcast. It doesn't make this guy a good guy before, after, or during this. But, like, I don't, I don't know what he sound like, what it sounds like. Like, is it a joke? Is it not a joke? Are they being funny? Are the people in the room laughing? Like, all these factors... You know, so anyway, the point is just like, why do I need to take this part seriously? You have all of this information about him like clearly doing crazy shit throughout the years on different shows and there's lawsuits involved and you have all these insiders speaking on what was going on on Jeopardy. So why does it need to be like, oh, 
he said women don't look good in one-piece bathing suits. It's like, he's allowed to think that, I guess. But also, like, I, I don't know what happened in that episode, but he sounds like he's a scumbag. He was also like, I only like skinny blonde women. So it's like, yeah, he was being a piece of shit in that sense. So I get it. That's fine. But then it's like, I just loved, it made me laugh out loud that this article was like, he used a slur for little people. Or he used a bad, something like that. It wasn't, he. okay, reset. It didn't say slur yet. <laughs> this was the funny part, okay? I'm still kind of paraphrasing, but the article was, and by paraphrasing, I just mean like I don't have the 100% wording correct. This is what it said, though. Uh, it was, but it was like, he uses a bad word for little people to describe some actress, and he also uses the R word. And then, like, it says, like, in parentheses, both of which are considered slurs, right? So, if you're not following, they meant midget and retard, you know, which... You can just say it. You can especially just say midget in an article. You don't have to say it's a bad word for little people. We know what you're talking about anyway. And it's just like, what? You're going to get fucking 5,000 emails from all the little people who hate that you said. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, just write it. (laughs) But anyway, you had to put in parentheses that the words are considered slurs. So, like, they're either... Bad words, uniformly. Like, who's considering them anything? You know? I just find that funny. Like, you really needed to, like, add that pile on that bad? It's already, you already have, like, real information that shows that this guy did, like, borderline illegal things. You know, I, I don't know how that works. I guess in in a job you can kind of manipulate your way through shit if you want but he basically like fraudulently got it got this job and you have all this proof and all these people telling you about it but you're like he also said midget on a podcast eight years ago and it's just like ah that shouldn't be the goal of what this is anyway Overall, though, the article was great. I'm just nitpicking. Because it also was just like, and again, a lot of the other things that they said that he said in the pod, a lot of, some of them seem like really bad. Like there's one where he says that like people on unemployment like don't deserve it basically. And like they're just going to use it to buy drugs or whatever. And there's things where it's like, oh my God, like this guy. But again, it's in print. It's out of context regardless of what the context is you still need it so it's hard for me to be like oh some of the things he said definitely make him a piece of shit but some of them are maybe not you know like the midget thing but (laughs) the midget thing uh but also like maybe the ones that look real bad even to me still might not be that bad so i'm just gonna also acknowledge that but they also might be worse they might be just as bad as they seem i genuinely don't know but that is what the problem is is that like only the person who wrote the article actually knows what the situation was and maybe they're oblivious to it but i doubt it so but the rest of the thing just goes on to explain just how terribly 
this guy acted and all the shady, crazy shit he did. And honestly, you know, could be inter- could be could be interesting to see this portrayed, or at least like maybe, maybe like a like a thirty for thirty style doc. Just give me an hour on the behind the scenes, like what went on here. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get something out of it. I don't really see any way that they don't want something out of it. Anyway, so then the guy deletes the podcast, but of course they had them all downloaded. It's just like, dude, it's a podcast. Like People literally download them. That's how the medium works. So it's like deleting it isn't really going to get you anywhere. Uh, And yeah, he eventually stepped down after like a week's worth of pressure and whatever. I assume that he was going to be fired if he didn't. Uh, he'll probably get to keep a role on the show still in this way, but I don't know. I don't know if that detail has even come out and the quote unquote search has resumed. I don't know how that's possible. Like there wasn't like a second choice right away. You know what I mean? Like you don't know who came in second. Uh, but I also see how you could possibly not have cause you named this clown and every, like, it's just wild how an entire company could still be that oblivious and just be like, oh, well, the data clearly says we should hire this guy, so I guess we should hire... Like, you know what I mean? Like, that nobody was just like, wait, you're going to hire this guy? No higher-up questioned it? I, I don't know. It's just wild that it got all the way to press and, like, actual announcement before somebody was like, wait, who the fuck is Mike Richards? <laughs> we thought we were getting LeVar Burton. He teaches kids how to read. <laughs> you know, he's a national treasure. But no, we're, we're going to hire Mike Richards instead. Aaron Rodgers, throw football quarter mile. Nope, no, no, not necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Where's the logic there? <sighs> I didn't mean to do 30 minutes on the Jeopardy search, but like I said, I'm all scatterbrained. So, hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed my my long shot thing. But also, you know what I mean? Like, don't you see how that's irritating? I don't know. Maybe you're like jotting down everything I say on this show, just waiting for me to get some high ranking position somewhere. Just to be like, he said midget. <laughs> he said midget. Uh it's just so weird to be like, at one point. He said this, and then you just quote exactly what someone said, and it's just like, isn't that terrible? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just weird that just because you're a person who writes an article, you get to say that someone's a shitty person, and it's just like, well, why aren't we, somebody should write an article about you then? You know, I don't know. Not to say that, like, every writer ever should, isn't allowed to be critical there's a difference like if you're if there's like you know a real backing to that but it was also the other thing also that i should mention is that the podcast was like eight years ago so it's just like to be like this is who this man is because he said these words eight years ago on something that's like a side project of his you know what i mean it's just so far like out of the scope of like what the point should be that it's just like we're it's just reaching is my point it's reaching and when you don't need to reach you shouldn't reach most things that come out that are like this though are just the reach and nothing else 
And that's why it's extra annoying, and that's why everybody complains about quote-unquote cancel culture. I don't like the term. Just because too many people say it, I just hate when too many people say the same thing. It's just like social media. It's like that's not what that is to me, so don't call it that. But I feel like that's where the anger comes from when it's just like, it's just, oh, here's, look how mad I am about a thing that I am just because. And I either am mad about it as the writer or I'm mad about it because it'll get this website more ad revenue so it's just like because i you know because i know that this is what the vultures want to read and it is just cyclical and it's terrible you know and then you got people who think that they like operate on some other level of media and that they share these just like Articles on websites you've never heard of before by by clearly journalists you've never heard of before. I, I did air quotes for journalists there. Or some of them will just be like random videos just of random people. And they're like, this is what's really going on. And they're like, you think the FDA cares about you? And it's like, well, no, I don't really. But at the same time, this is just some guy. So it's like, you don't really have a point here. Just because you shared a thing that, you know. So either way, it's just like you can't win. But it's just like, don't think that you have like real info because you go on this. Like there isn't. That's kind of the problem. It's kind of all gone by the wayside. You can like pick which opinion you like the best. I choose none. I choose me. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right? It's just like the ivermectin garbage and this and that and people who, I don't know, just want to, I don't know what they want. That's the thing. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know what's happening. And I don't know. What we can do to stop it. There's nothing we can do to stop it. I don't know how I keep getting on this though either. I just need to shut the fuck up about it frankly. But it's. It shows up in the. Je- like you know what I mean. There's a crazy Jeopardy scandal. And I still got to deal with this part of it. It's just like come on now. But. <sighs> some wild stuff's going on. That is for Sure. But we got Kanye West dropping Drake's address. I think that they're doing this on purpose. They're just keeping it. They're doing this to keep the hype on both of their records up. Like they're making it seem like, oh, we're going to war over our album releases happening at a similar time or trying to one-up each other. They're not trying to do that at all. They're trying to hi- they're hyping each other up. This is coordinated. I think so anyway, but I mean, it's not going to hurt. The attention's not going to hurt, but like what beef? What beef is there? You know? What, are they going to box? You know, it's just like nothing's going to happen. They're old and rich. Drake's not that old. I don't know how old he is, actually. But either way, they're richer than you could ever be. There's no real beef. 
and it's just like what what could you say on a diss track about Kanye West? Like it, I don't know. He can respond with whatever he wants. And he's got you know, he's got push T on his side, so we all know how that went last time for Drake. Not good, to say the least. Not good, to say the least. What was another crazy thing that happened recently I wanted to talk about? Um, oh, yeah, the Naomi Osaka thing. So I guess this does align with more of the media things. So here, I want to pull up this quote. It was just crazy, the thing where she like started to cry or whatever. And it, it didn't make any sense to me at all. Okay, right? So, like, I know she already had the thing where she just, like, declined to do the the media and she had to drop a tournament or whatever the situation was. She doesn't like the media. That's fine. I wouldn't either if I was in the position of a star athlete. It just seems like, one, a waste of time, and two, like, annoying Especially because you can't even really say what you want to say. Um, so, I mean, I get it. But, uh, you know, it's also just like part of how it is. So, that's the thing. But, okay. So, she called this reporter a bully whose sole purpose was to intimidate her. Okay? And then this, but this is what the guy asked. This is word for word. You also have outside interests beyond tennis that are served by having the platform that the media presents to you. My question is, how do you think you might be able to best balance the two? Uh, so basically, that question is in response to her like hating the media and not wanting to do any of the press conferences. So he's like, well, you kind of also need the media, so how do you... How do you figure this is going to work? Pretty, pretty straightforward question. That's necessary. I don't see, I don't even like understand how you could find a tone of like, this is attacking. It kind of just seemed like it was a question. So I don't know. Maybe I, there's something I just don't understand. Over that? Like, and it was her agent who called the guy a bully. Whose sole purpose was to intimidate. The agent said that. But I I just don't even see where that comes from. It just kind of seems like, one, a pretty standard question that would come, like, out of that. And anyway, the, the, the initial article I read was just like, I don't know. It made it seem like I was about to read something wild where she was like attacked verbally, but it's just like pretty professional question. That's very relevant and necessary. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, you use the media too. How do you feel about that? <laughs> and she's just like, I can't fucking believe that you would ask me something like that. It's just like, what are you doing lady? Okay. <laughs> You're emotional. You're sensitive. Uh, that's your problem. Your problem. You know? The world 
doesn't bend and break for everybody. It's just so weird that that's not clear. Now, like, do I want her to have a bad time? No. Here's the thing. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to watch her play. I'm not going to not watch her play. It doesn't really matter. Not big on tennis. She's a tennis player, right? Is she a golfer? She t- <laughs> I think she plays tennis. Um, women's tennis is good. I, it is typically better to watch than men's tennis, I feel like. Um, but, you know what I mean? I'll just happen to catch it if it's on. Not like hankering for it. So anyway... Yeah, it's just like, it's not a thing that's in my thing. So, like, why does this have to be national news when nobody gives a fuck about this? Like, how about it be about the tennis? You know what I mean? By, like, trying to take this stand, you are making it more of a thing on yourself. Like, it's one, it's so ironic. Like, you're acting like, oh, I don't want to do this media stuff. But you, like, protesting and, like, if that's what you think you're doing... And, like, (laughs) going against it and, like, making a scene and whatever. Like, you need to go cry in the middle because a guy asked you a valid question. It would be easier if you just go up there and just be like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. You know, just do the martial arts thing. Just do something else. Just say the, like, just just deal with it. Like, I don't really know. It's I feel like that's the one thing you're not allowed to say to anybody about anything anymore. But, like, come on. (laughs) You know, like, just answer the fucking questions as much or as little as you want. But it's, I don't know. Give me a few million dollars. I'll go sit at a table in front of some cameras. I'll answer anything you want. So, I don't know. This weird thing where, like, we're supposed to feel bad for all these athletes. It's like, at the end of the day, especially when they're the best, there's nothing to feel bad about. Ooh, they're put under pressure. Yeah. You know, there's millions of dollars at stake, you know, and then at the end of the day, all you got to do is sit down and answer some fucking questions. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) It just it seemed like that dude intentionally worded that question to be very respectful because of her situation. And she's like, I can't believe I have to tell like, you know what I mean? It's just like it's fucking arrogant at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> I'm now I'm just mad that nobody pays me to answer questions. I could be somebody's, you know, media guy. Let me know. If you're an athlete and you need representation, rfatpodcast.gmail.com, hit me up. <laughs> we can get this shit moving. Oh, I'll make you come. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was gonna pivot now to a couple movies that I finally had the pleasure of seeing. So the big one is Panic Room. Panic Room and the game, now just the game, are the only David Fincher movies I hadn't seen. And I remember Panic Room, like, the trailers for that 
you know, when I was six, seven years old. And it's seeming horrifying. So for a long time, like, I basically had avoided Panic Room. And then it just, you know, just kind of fell by the wayside, blah, 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 years later. You know, I'm reading about it. It seems like it's supposed to be good. Anyway, I was going through a Fincher thing. Mank was coming out. And it still just never happened. And it's like, well, what the fuck? I need to see this goddamn movie already. So I found it on eBay real cheap. Probably was that price the whole time. I really don't know what I was doing that caused me to not see this movie. It's really just laziness on my part. Uh, But then... I kind of realized I didn't miss anything. Not that I didn't like the movie, I guess. It was just pretty whatever. I didn't really have any thoughts on it at all. And I was like, I was ready for it to be like the lead of the episode. Uh, I was ready to spend 20, 30 minutes on it. Um, And be like, wow, what a gem. You know. Fincher overlooked rarity, but no, the movie's like very appropriately placed in history. It's a whatever run of the mill thriller. That's all right. (laughs) You know, like I really don't know how else to put it. There was nothing about the music that made it any more intense or unique. Like nothing about it was unique to me at all. I I felt like I'd seen it already as I was watching it, and I hadn't, like, for sure. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. So it was written by David Kep, the guy who, if you remember from our... What is that movie called? God damn it, why am I blanking on it right now? On our pr- the Premium Rush episode. Check out the Premium Rush episode. Very underrated movie. Um... Love Premium Rush. So David Kep wrote Premium Rush. He also wrote fucking like Jurassic Park and Spider-Man and like a bunch of other like massive, massive movies. So he knows what he's doing. He knows how to write a Hollywood screenplay. But that's just what this was 100%. And there's no, there's like no David Fincher in it. It seems like anybody could have directed this movie. It would have been the same. Which is the sad, that's the sad part. It's just that I wanted this to be a Fincher movie, and it just isn't. Just isn't. It's a regular Hollywood studio flick. And from what I read, that is what he was, like, looking to do, right? Like, after, this was his first movie after Fight Club, which had, like, fucking 500 scenes in it or something. Uh, I think I read that it filmed at, like, triple digit locations which when you think about it does add up that and like i don't know whenever i think of fight club i just think about how good it is and i never like even as i'm watching i'm like damn at another place at another place it's just so good that like i don't even appreciate how much shit that must have been to actually make uh so he's like i want to do a movie set in one place keep it easy but it's just so structurally like generic and visually like again it literally looks like it could have been done by anybody the lighting 
there's moments where you get that like good Fincher lighting, but you know, Jodie Foster's good. You know, none of the performances are like great. They don't really blow your mind. Um, you know, Forrest Whitaker's Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Jared Leto. I don't really like Jared Leto. I think, you know, when he was trying too hard yet again in this one. Still fine, I guess, but um, maybe could have been. Actually, in modern day, I was just like a hundred percent. This would be Zac Efron if this movie was made today. He also just kind of looks like Zac Efron, at least in that movie. Maybe that's what it is. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. It's just like there's the one guy who's too aggressive for like no reason. It's like oh, he's just a psychopath, and it's like oh, we got to deal with this guy. It's just I don't know. There was nothing that stood out to me really at all. Uh, you know, mom and daughter move into this massive house because rich dad is and mom are getting a divorce. So she buys this big house for no reason other than to make the husband mad, which they don't reveal technically why until like halfway into the movie. Like those words aren't actually said, not halfway, but a long way in. And it's just crazy. There's no reason why that would ever happen. But there's a panic room in it. And, of course, the people break in the night they move in. And it's just it's a little too weird because they spend a lot of time on the intro just to have the guys break in right away. And it's like, why even show them, like, just moving in? You know what I mean? It just, like, doesn't need all this fat that's there. They literally could have just shown them moving in. They didn't really need to provide any context to why. They didn't need to show them showing the house off, really, because none of that mattered. You know, and it just took a long time for them to get to, like, here's a panic room. <laughs> and then that's it. And then people just break in right away. And it doesn't, it, the beginning doesn't really fulfill anything. Uh, and then, anyway, the guys come in. She eventually, you know what I mean? And she's like, she eventually sees him. They hide in the panic room. What do you think's going to happen? They try to get her out of the panic room because, of course, that's where they got to go. They can't get him out. They give up. They try a fire thing. It backfires, which that scene was probably bullshit because the entire room was filling with gas. I get that she did it down the vent. I don't know. I don't know how the logistics of the gas scene would work. But I'm pretty sure that she would have at least gotten burned a little bit. But I think that that whole room would have lit on fire. I don't really know. But there's no way Jodie Foster would have came out of that unscathed just because she had a fucking blanket on. So I call bullshit on that. Um. Yeah, and then like, what's it called? Young Kristen Stewart is just a diabetic. So that's that's the only extra thing. And, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. It didn't feel like anything was ever going to be unexpected at any moment. When you knew she was going to leave the room, you knew she'd get back, okay? You know? I just don't really... There was never a moment where I was like, where is this going? You know? And then also the fact that Forrest Whitaker's character, like, did the right thing a bunch of times and then still gets arrested is kind of annoying 
And like he just okay, he has twenty two million dollars worth of bail bonds. And he just like lets them fly into the wind like that. None of that just made it none of that made sense. Like why wouldn't he just leave it for the family? Let them have it. They just bought that house. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to go get those papers. We're just going to, everybody's just going to be okay with those papers going away. And they're just going to waste. That made me so mad. Somebody needs 22 million. Like, let somebody have the $22 million. They're just going to blow away in the wind. So all of this was literally for nothing. And then the husband comes by and he gets all roughed up. That doesn't really happen for any reason. And it doesn't lead to anything. You know, it's just like, oh, I guess he'll be fine. Right? Or is he about to die? I don't really understand. And then, oh, movie's over. Doesn't matter. The cops come. They try to get her to signal or do something. She doesn't. She says she's all good. Maybe, maybe there's something in there where she does still signal them and I'm not aware of it. And it was that cool. But I don't think so. And then they still just come back anyway. Which was correct. But, like, you're just doing that on a hunch that doesn't make sense. And they just wanted it to go for such a movie. Like, it was just such a movie movie. You know, the formula was thick and apparent. Uh, So, yeah, and then... The other guy, Raul, is what he goes by. It's obviously not his name. Um, he just wants to kill. That's his thing, that he just wants to kill. It was clear that Forrest Whitaker was going to be the one to kill him. It was weird. Like, okay, I think this movie just reminds me of Out of Sight, basically. It's like Home Alone, <laughs> but if the out of sight guys did it, which is still just out of sight, I guess. But like the whole movie is just the last scene or the last part of Out of Sight where they do the heist. That's I I just put it together like right now. But that's what it is because they kind of have like a comedic relationship, especially while Jared Leto is still alive. Um. And then the other guy just tries to kill him right away. Um, What's his name? This guy. I've seen him in some stuff before. Dwight Yoakam? Anyway, so he plays that Raul guy. And he kills Jared Leto like right away, right when he tries to leave. But he's trying to leave, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh... But right then and there, Forrest Whitaker should know what he's dealing with. He kind of already knew what he was dealing with. But I don't know. I just don't buy it. And it just it just felt so much like something I'd seen before. That it was hard forever to hard to ever dive in. Um Yeah. So, you know, fine. 
I was never like any of none of this was like ever bad. I wasn't like, oh, this acting is bad. This, you know, whatever is bad. Just all very generic and, you know, whatever. Solid movie. Um, Not really that intense at all. And yeah, just watch Out of Sight instead. <laughs> or uh, whatever the other movie I said was. Home Alone. <laughs> I don't know. Disappointed. Disappointed. Now, the other movie I saw recently, interestingly, also <laughs> has a younger Kristen Stewart in it. And it's uh, Zathura, or as I always say, Zathura. I don't know which is correct. I've always thought that it was Zathura, but I don't know. So whichever you prefer, I suppose. But, uh... This movie, I want to say it's underrated. It's mm, kind of, (laughs) but I wish that they had slightly older children in it. So for those who don't know, Zathura is just Jumanji in space. It's like a spiritual sequel to it. Um, It doesn't have any of the emotional weight or backstory that Jumanji does where it's the kid who Jumanji, I mean, doesn't even get rolling for like 30 minutes, which arguably is too long, but who knows? It builds up enough that you kind of get, you get to know this kid specifically, right? He's a lonely kid of a rich family. He works at the, does he work at the shoe factory with his dad? Or he just had to go there to talk to his dad because he got bullied or whatever. I don't know. But regardless, lonely kid, Hard to deal with the rich parents. They don't really understand him. Blah, blah, blah. He likes the girl. That's not going well or whatever. I don't remember all the details. So this is a bad case for why Jumanji's great. But so anyway, there's all that backstory on the kid. Then he gets sucked into the game. And then that's it. Right? So now we're into the future. And then there's new kids dealing with this, blah, blah, blah. They totally skip all of that, and it's just the present-day kids in this new one, right? So the guy who gets sucked into the game just shows up later. So it's it's different, right? And anyway, it's these two young kids. One of them is a famous actor now, kind of. Josh Hutchinson. And he looks very similar. But anyway, kids are like 10 and 6. Basically, one kid is younger, so he can't do anything, and he hates that the older brother can do stuff. <laughs> kid can't catch, and it's bullshit, and their dad's Tim Robbins, and Tim Robbins has to go. That's basically the whole thing. He's in a hurry, I gotta go. He leaves the house, they find the fucking board game somehow, I don't really remember. My point is just that the setup is pretty cheap. In comparison, especially, but that's it. That's all the backstory you get. These guys are brothers and they're competing because one's younger and it's hard for him to be younger. That's about it. There's an older sister. She's a teenager. That's it. She's just being a teenager. So that's that's her plot line. This is much characterization as they gave her. And then they actually freeze her for like another 30 minutes after that. They try to make her do as little as possible. 
uh, to where she's barely even a character in the movie. Honestly, Kristen Stewart's character gets all the shit. All she does is scream for the first X amount of scenes that she has. And that's about it. She never really gets to do anything. Now, I was cooking in the middle of this. I'm not going to lie because I did kind of partially lose interest. But also, I, you know, I had smell Fredo going. It was a big deal. <laughs> um, but then all the middle stuff is awesome because all these space things are happening. None of it really makes any sense because, you know, they're in space, but there's a hole in their house. Yet they can breathe. So that doesn't add up. Uh, eventually, a guy shows up. He's an astronaut. It's Dax Shepard. Not quite the impact of it being Robin Williams. So you lose that. And, but okay, so basically anything that happens in Jumanji happens in this, just in this house that's in space. Uh, and I don't know. The game is cooler. The sci-fi-ness of it is cooler. There's no emotional weight to anything that happens in this. At all. Uh, this is a John Favreau movie. So, you know, he's like it's well directed, it's well put together. He used the effects smartly. He did a lot of practical from what I read. The movie like looks good for the most part, considering that it's almost like twenty years old already. And like the concept of it is great. Uh like I said, there's just not enough story there. And the kids are too young. For them to carry it too, because the fact that there's not enough story means all that they really get to do is like yell a bunch. So there's just not enough. For, there's just not enough. There's not enough fat, ironically. <laughs> Whereas Panic Room started off with too much fat, which it still didn't. That movie kind of rushed into its beginning, also, but too much fat still could have been set up a lot quicker. This movie, it like followed Jumanji in the beats, but had none of the substance. It was all sizzle, not a lot of steak. Um, and then there's a twist, spoiler alert. The twist is just that Dax Shepard is the other kid, but then he just disappears. Like it, he just disappeared. It doesn't make sense what happens. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to have the weight of Robin Williams dealing with his shit, but I don't know. It's just like there's no impact on us, and it makes no sense, and you lost me there, Favreau. Uh, ooh, big burp there. And it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, this idea is great. This could have been so much better. But I'm still glad it exists. Um, I don't know. It's actually kind of similar to Panic Room. It's just like I'm watching this. I don't have like a ton of active like dislike moments. There's not a thing where I'm like, this is awful. I can't believe that that was that bad ever. There's not really a moment like that in either one. Panic Room, just the fact that they let $22 million just get blown away in the wind. For no reason. It's supposed to be dramatic. It's just like, that's just stupid. Can't believe Fincher let that happen. Uh, there's not really moments like that in Zathra. I mean, it's a kid's movie, you know? So there's like some cringe jokes, I guess. But those are for kids. So 
you can kind of gauge that how you want. Overall, it's like it's a fun movie and a great concept. It's just like, I don't know if Jumanji is as good as I think it is because of nostalgia, but I just think that that's a great movie. Now, it gets dumb. You know, once you're following like David Allen Greer and the monkeys around, like I'm not that interested in that. You know, there's a lot of things in Jumanji I can nitpick too. I just think like Robin Williams, I don't know, especially when I was a child growing up, he was the actor for making children feel something in movies. You know, I know that Patch Adams is technically like a terrible movie, but I thought that that was great when I was a kid. Like, you saw that, it's like, holy shit. I thought Bicentennial Man was intense and moving at the time. I know that that movie technically is terrible as well. But like, you know, let alone Mrs. Doubtfire and the shit that's actually good. <laughs> and then like Goodwill Hunting, you know, you get into that when you fucking are in middle school or whatever. And it's like, holy shit, this is so deep and whatever. And it's just like. So I don't know. I think it might be Robin Williams' nostalgia for me. But I just feel like Jumanji's really, really good. Uh, at least for his character's story. Like I said, the extra shit I care less about. But what can you do? And then like the sequels to Jumanji I think are absolutely blasphemous. I just think Jumanji was such a well-written, well-put-together movie. It was very unique. And they've... You know, they they took the heart out of it. And that was the best part. Like, that's what everybody missed. And it's like, oh, well, now it's a blockbuster franchise with Kevin Hart. Get it? They took the heart out and then they put Kevin Hart in. They put The Rock and Kevin Hart by taking the heart out. Anyway, you know what I mean? It's just like, what, what was good about this was that it's emotionally rich as well as this crazy world-building genre-bending experience. But then they're like, yeah, but what if we just threw guys in a video game and cracked a bunch of jokes? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that's what the new ones are. They're probably worse than that. I'm not going to bother to watch any of them. Probably. I think I tried once and I was just like, dude, this is unbearable. And Zathura isn't that bad, like I said. Like, it tries. But, uh, I don't know. It, it's just missing something. It's just missing something. This episode flew by. I got to say, I can't wait to listen back to it and be like, Jesus, Adam, you got to chill out. See, at one point, I can't tell you when, but it's certainly the case right now. The caffeine took over because I am wired. I could do another hour. I should have drank more first. I shouldn't have started as early as I did. If the first half hour is no good, I'm sorry or more than that. Um, But that's just the caffeine. I just got the wheels turning now. I'm just thinking... I'm sure it was great. I'm sure you loved it. I'm sure I will too. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe to this show before I fucking talk for another hour. Uh, and I'll see you next week. You know? Subscribe. Give me five stars. Leave a comment if you like. Uh, email the podcast at rfatpodcast.gmail.com. You got anything to say, any suggestions, any whatevers? You know? Tell me some movies I'm missing you want to hear me do. Whatever. Follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat and uh, get some merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Everything's linked below. You want to check out the music, you want to check out whatever, it's all there. Uh, Don't forget, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator.